I was not really a coffee drinker. It's not that I didn't like coffee. I just didn't love the process and the, I'll say, the snobbery <laughs> involved. It's a debate between who's the worst kind of snob, coffee snobs or beer snobs. It's a close battle. It is a close battle. When it comes to hobbies of the palate that are... Hobbies of the palate? Yeah. That's a good name, right? The, the hobbies of the palate that have no other name. Mm-hmm. It's not even a nickname. It's just coffee person. Right. I'm into coffee. Yeah. I'm a coffee dork. I'm a coffee nerd. I'm a coffee dork. I'm a beer nerd. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you that when Cometeer was introduced in my life, I embraced it wholeheartedly because this was the best of both worlds. I can be my lazy endorsement self, and I can taste something delicious, and I can cut out all the fucking nerdery that I don't like. It allows me to literally drink something delicious, so delicious that I now understand the beauty of a light roast. And you can get $20 off your first subscription order when you visit cometeer.com slash chang. That's cometeer.com slash chang. All right, let's get on to the show. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, a.k.a. Hobbies of the Palette. This is new segment, Hobbies of the Palette. Hobbies of the Palette. All right, we got a master of your domain check-in. And by the way, I mentioned this to Bill Simmons when we were at the Callaway launch of their new driver Mm -hmm. and putter line called AI Smoke. (laughs) Talk about a fucking hot name. You know what? Because it's not smoke AI, AI smoke. I know. I don't know what it is, that combination. I think they may have used ChatGPT to come up with, <laughs> give me the most powerful fucking name of 2024 that is a, a metaphor for the power of this fucking driver. Yeah. AI smoke. smoke. And I'm it. not being facetious. It is fucking powerful. It's, powerful. it's a powerful name. An amazing show. Chris and Chris, Bill, Nathan Hubbard. We all went down to El Segundo mm-hmm. and um, enjoyed ourselves in Top Golf. Had a good time. I'll tell you, hitting a driver with a name that's as like intimidating and badass as AI Smoke. Which what, what do you want to hit today? I will have my AI Smoke. <laughs> I'm gonna hit my. Yeah, give me the AI Smoke, yeah. <laughs> and then you just shank it off. The <laughs> uh, but you were you were telling Bill about the challenge. I told Bill about, hey, wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> If everybody in the Ringer Universe pod, everybody, hosts and all, did mm-hmm. this Master of Your Domain challenge, and then he looked at me like, what are you talking about? And then I took that as a, a key to explain the quick Seinfeld thing, uh-huh. which, of course, he understood. Yes. Being the pod phone. And I said, what about, so anything that's sugar, right, that can be converted, converted into sugar. So carbs are out. Mm-hmm. We've made a caveat where you can have some tastings of food as we've been doing in fruit and sometimes it could be an accident. It's not as going to be as punishing as last year. Sure. Wouldn't it be fun to do all of January and to continue to see who could do that? And he never responded back to me. I'm looking at him right in the face. (laughs) He left you on red in person. He looked at me so long that I actually don't even know when he turned around. Because you were afraid. (laughs) I thought for sure. He's like, yeah, but you know, Bill's really good at, he's actually a master not at the grin fuck, but the, yeah, that's a, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I know that he's thinking about the Oklahoma City Celtics game <laughs> the night. And he's just like, yeah, right. But this time I think that I kept on talking. And usually when you continue, like usually when you're doing it and he says, yeah, you change subjects. Mm-hmm. This time I kept on going to <laughs> explain persisted. more. And it's like he ran out of automated response. Oh, right. It's it like was when, like he was a Westworld robot, and he just was like, 
blank stare right out my face. Right. And I was like, oh, I broke Bill. <laughs> he had you'd run the, the full length of his recorded politeness. Yeah. had run out and he was repeating back. He's like, oh, hello, Dave. And then he just looked blank, blank face at me for what seemed like an, an eternity. And then I realized, oh. He's not going to do he's it. He's not going <laughs> to. Never should I bring this up again. I mean, I love that last time you said you were afraid to text him because you were afraid he was just going to leave you yeah. on red. And then you got the in-person version. It was not good. So I just had a contact <laughs> issue. I just popped my contact back in. And let me tell you, I don't know if I've talked about this before. What's the worst thing you've ever done with contacts? Should you have worn contacts? Really? The worst thing ever? <laughs> like I, I was probably in college or something and I just like took it out and put it in a pint glass that I've been drinking out and put a little water in there just to keep it overnight. Well done. Well played. Well played. I, when I thought that you could um, get the non-disposable and you could keep them, keep them in, uh-huh. I would go month plus oh, no. without taking them out. What? Yeah. What? I'm still here. <laughs> oh you know God. what that is? Optometrists. That's like, don't, don't eat Pop Rocks and drink Coca-Cola. Well, let me tell you what. I took that. It was like I took a hang glider around the world. (laughs) Uh, This is is not meant to go more than 200 yards, sir. I'm going around the world. (laughs) I'm going around the world. Yeah, I did. I I would just be like, I totally forgot in college I'd even had contacts. You're like, God, my vision is perfect. I don't know why my eyes are so dry. I tried to put contacts on top of a pair of contacts. One time in a college party in the basement where the kegerator was, and I went behind to see if it was, like, still done, (laughs) whatever. And, uh, you know, they have, like, wood, so it's elevated, so you're not sitting in the beer sludge. I don't know what happened, but I, like, you don't. You never, like, scratch your eye if you have contacts, and it just fell out. Right. And then... I saw it because it could, it, you could see the bubbles of beer sludge on the bottom, just like this little, con- like divot. And I'm like, oh man. Your contact lens? In, in ground beer sludge. Like, and then what? And then you picked it up. Yeah. And cleaned it or something. I, I actually went to the bathroom <laughs> and I poured water on it, washed it off and popped it back in my eye. And I'm still here and I'm stronger for it. Anyway, we, we, we're going to check in on your master of your domain, which Bill Simmons will never do, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But that's up to you. If you guys, the listeners petition, all 13 of you listeners petition, right? 12 of you, right? <laughs> and if you believe in this, we could have a religion like Christianity. <laughs> all right? If the 12 of you each talk to one person and that exponentially grows, then I think we can get Bill Simmons to listen. But only then. Will we get the master of your domain challenge accepted by the ringer? A start a petition. Let's I mean, we're this. cooking for Sean Fennessy and Matt Ryan today. I know. Let's force them on the Yeah, they should the fucking plan. do it. <laughs> uh, we got a three things. We're going to do an Ask Dave, and then we're going to get into a price fixing, a.k.a. Is this another thing called culinary battleship? What is that? The New so we're trying to guess the prices of stuff. Ah. That's, that's, that's a more noble... Right. Appropriate way. God, Hobbies of the Paladist are still stuck in my head is the best name. I think we have to incorporate that somehow. You got to figure out what to do with that. Hobbies of the Paladist. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Hobbies of the Paladist. Pal- Volume 6.
This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Master of your domain are no sugar challenge. So when December 31st turned into January 1st, I was very upset. Because mm-hmm. I, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to enjoy Dokuk, which was what I wanted. I could have the broth. I couldn't have anything. And we are cooking on this project that should be announced relatively soon. Right? It's got to be because it's happening relatively soon. I mean, maybe it won't get announced <laughs> and no one will ever watch it. But we've been cooking quite a bit and tasting. Mm-hmm. I've been spitting out a lot of food. Because here's the problem. A lot of times I taste food and I'm just like, well, that's delicious. I'm going to eat it. And that's so delicious. I'm going to taste another bite. Mm-hmm. And that's so mm-hmm. delicious. I'm going to have another bite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but the, the project. But now I just need to taste the food. Yes. And then spit it out. And, like I'm drinking wine. And it is of wholly legitimate reasons why you have to taste this. The, the food that you are cooking on camera is not for show. It has to taste good. And so you have to taste it to check and make sure it's good. And I have watched you spit out whenever appropriate. You have spit out. And for those that are listening, like, oh, it's like you wouldn't say this if we were talking about making a wine show when right. we're drinking wine. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, uh, yeah, we would be spitting into a bucket. But anyway. It's not that, anyway. You got to scold them. <laughs> that aside, I, I fully legitimized that tasting. I was at a birthday party. It was at 8 p.m. And it dawned on me that I did not eat anything all day except for tasting and spitting. <laughs> and I sat down at this table like 16 at a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm just so tired. I don't know what is happening. I just feel like I can't continue. Yeah. And then food came that I could consume. And I immediately felt like Popeye was finished. <laughs> and I was like, aha! <laughs> that was the missing piece. <laughs> Calories of any sort. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't intentionally trying to like, Intermittent fast. I was just, we were so busy. Yeah. I made so much fucking food that day. Yeah. And, and that's been my universe. And I think I can do this. Did you have to make, was it a family style situation? Did you have to make a special order? Did you have to get something that fit the criteria? Or was there just happened to be some stuff? There were no, there was some stuff and I, I avoided eating certain things. And I felt like Galadriel in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring. By not taking on the ring, I said, I can I I pass not. this test and I can now move on to the undying lands. I can do it. I passed the test. And I was like, oh shit. I just did it. Yeah. I avoided eating fried rice. 
yeah. and fucking noodles. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. No, and it I was, was like, a true I, I, temptation of Christ situation here. Just JC's got nothing on. Fucking <laughs> Jang right. in the wilderness, man. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm just saying right now, I'm feeling really fucking cocky, super fucking confident that I can do this. So you are forever. The, you are still the master of your domain. Not only the master of my domain, I'm the master of a lot of people's domains. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, you you did the first day we saw each other, maybe the second or the third. You did try to trip me up a couple of times. Of course, times. I have tried. Like a, I swear, I was like, where did it even come from? I think it was a big bowl of chocolate mousse. He just came up to. He was like, "Do you want some of this?" And I was like, "What? Where did that even come I think from?" The condition really is if you are intentionally trying to eat it, yeah, then or not even knowing it. But if you no, no, if you unknowingly eat it, that you're out. If you intentionally, knowingly taste it and spit it out, it's okay. Yes. So we've had some moments where you're like, you have to taste, tell me this, you can spit it out, whatever, whatever. I need to know if this is good or bad. But this was a fucking straight up trick you tried to pull on me. I think I've tried to get him three times. And not only that, I've tried to get Chris Chan and Ira. Everyone is on their toes. Everyone's on the toes. I am I'm a master of my domain. I, You know, this was, because we did this two years ago when we were still like basically locked down. I think this has been way easier and not just because we've like relaxed a little bit because we're not just like cooped up at home all day long all day i was trying to plan my day around food yeah because that was the only time of reference (laughs) (laughs) what what meal is it right now so that was way harder we are so insanely busy right now. either way i was watching on youtube because that's what i do now and i watch things that i would never watch before with uh my son and Mm -hmm. he's very interested in submarines and we're all looking at uh, how food gets cooked for 400 plus submarine um, navy oh. navy people navy submariners submariners oh. what about what do they call a navy person a cadet no seaman a midshipman midshipman that's what the you go to navy are you a midshipman or something whatever doesn't matter anyway sailors sailors oh fuck. my god <laughs> <laughs> it's a lack of sugar folks it's definitely having an effect on uh, right. so I'm just, again, quick digression. They, the sailors, plan their whole time of how concept of time and date by meals. Hmm. Is it because? Every Friday night is pizza night. So that's how they know they're on Friday when they get pizza. And that was very similar to cooking during the peak of the pandemic. Anyway, a digression to the digression. Let us get back to... Master your domain. You are master your domain. I'm master my, do- my domain. I believe you. I believe you. I do not believe if Chris Yang. <laughs> I don't believe if you know did. <laughs> yeah. I think Even if they say that, I don't believe. But I believe you because, you know. I, I, uh, I'm I aided by two things. One, like I said, this is way easier. We've been super busy. I, I don't have time to, to worry about the meals as much, except for like what you said. You get to the end of the day, you're like, what the hell's happening here? I'm so tired. The other thing is like leading up to this. I, I was like, I was straight up Santa Clausing it, man. It was just like cookies and cakes. Uh, and you ate. Um, I was just. You like, ate a whole lamb. I, I ate a whole animal. I was just. I was. Oh I my mean, god! This fucking guy. I was cook. Was cooking with Josh Skeens, or he made Josh Skeens cook. And um, I'll tell you right now, I don't know how to do a fucking a lot of things anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
It's not like riding a bike. That's not true at all. I need a fucking tricycle. <laughs> That's, uh, no, no, no. I've been watching you getting back in the rhythm in the kitchen. It's impressive. But do you have you heard anything from the other participants? What do you think? Chris Chen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, what I can see Chris Chen is if he's on a date or something. Yeah. He's going to capitulate. Uh, instantly. Instantly. Instant capitulation. But <laughs> since he can convince himself of anything... <laughs> Then he'll say the date was the loophole that allowed him to do it. Yeah, for sure. Noelle, I believe, because she's been under the weather. So, mm-hmm. but she does have a sweet tooth. She got a crazy sweet tooth. She also has. She also caved early last time. Yeah. No, she didn't do sugar. She did MREs, oh, dude. Yeah. She had the worst one. What about? Is Yuno know still the master of his domain? What about Victoria? Are you the master? She's not. <laughs> wow. We appreciate the honesty. And uh, thank you for losing. <laughs> You know, still in. You know, sent out an email that was just like, if everybody else is experiencing dizziness and headaches as I am, <laughs> like call your doctor. And I was like, uh, everything's cool. Well, did we lose anybody else? You know, we did, but I'll let her tell it. Corey's oh. out. Corey's out. Corey's got to be out. Corey's definitely out. I mean, that was a given. <laughs> That's a given. All right, so we'll see. We'll we'll continue to check in, but uh. I feel confident too. I'm not worried about this. You how how, how okay? What is your what? What do you think? I'm gonna get like, so many Ozempic fucking comments. <laughs> I got people. I got I got some messages from people being like, I I I am so offended that you think that if I lose weight, it's gonna be Ozempic. I'm Fuck like, yeah, it will be Ozempic. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know you. <laughs> I you just think- want to clarify. Yes. Anytime anybody loses weight, no one will ever think that you were not on Ozempic. Just, yeah, just accept it. It's okay. It. It's a compliment. It's yeah. That's, it is a compliment. And no one will ever believe you when you say no. <laughs> I got another thing. How do we talk about the three things and the three things before three things? Do we just call it the three things before three things and then we get into three things? The pre-three things? So we just things? call it six things. <laughs> How do you distinguish like two, by two by two by <laughs> two? <laughs> How do you in your head feel the difference between the pre-three and the three? And I'm not trying to be like Monty Python funny. I think that it's like three things that are inconsequential, mm-hmm. random. And then and then I was like, three things that are also <laughs> inconsequential. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to diminish the pre-three things. I think that they're just as valuable. Though, right. you know? Here are my three things, pre-things. The pre-three. One. So this birthday party I, I, I was at, was that? Mr. Chow's in Beverly Hills. Mm. And I don't say this facetiously and not because we were with Van Lathan and the documentary and talking about Mr. Chow's and black exceptionalism. Mr. Chow's was the best meal. If I included January 3rd as part of the past 12 months, okay. right, it'd be my top five meals. It's the... And I've had some top- fucking horrible meals at Mr. <laughs> Chow's in New York. Horrible meals. Top five meals of the last... 12 months. Yeah, it was fucking perfect. Really? I'm not, I'm not being facetious. I'm not hyperbolic. Everyone at the table, there was like 12, 16 of us were like, what the fuck? Food-wise? Food-wise. Stunning. Stunningly good. Not facetious, not in like a... Even the lettuce wraps, I was like, lettuce cups, I was like, what? And I had the vegan one. It's delicious. And the knife cuts, I was like, whoa. It was almost all brunoise. I was like, what's going on here? Wow. And the perfect lettuce cups. I, I was just. Wow. And I didn't have the noodle with the meat sauce thing. Were other people similarly enjoying the food? Everybody was- thought it was good. I even tried the meat one, which was like chicken. It was delicious. They had the Kung Pao chicken. 
which was delicious. Yes, it had sugar. I tasted it for posterity. It was fucking amazing. They had this chicken dish with woodier mushrooms. No, their seafood dish was amazing. They had uh, duck confit legs for Peking duck. Really good. They had fried rice, which I did not try because I know what that is. And they had another chicken dish. Oh, honey walnut shrimp. Uh, I did not have that. How did it look, though? It looked, and everyone, that was the one that everyone crushed. Damn. And I didn't have any of the desserts, and I, I have to make the assumption that those desserts were not made at Mr. Chow's. So I'm trying to— I'm They trying, look really fucking good. But I'm trying to, like— uh, No, because they're all pies and cakes just and Just top five—I mean, like, you're you're talking about it in terms of, like— The ambiance, everything. Even though the table, I never even noticed, at least the Beverly Hills. I don't know if they have it in Midtown in New York or Tribeca. Because I've been to the one in Tribeca the most. They— what look what I thought were lights coming down in terms of the floral arrangement on the table was mm-hmm. actually lights coming from the table. Sick. And it just has this nineteen, mid nineteen eighties decor that is now I feel like I'm in Gordon Gecko's house in the Hamptons in Wall Street. <laughs> and it was awesome. So okay, that's my question. Are you you're not being facetious? You're not saying it's like great for a novelty experience. This was just a flat out culinarily, dining-wise, top-tier experience. For that food, for Chinese food, done in an American way. Mm -hmm. P.F. Chang's is probably the lower version of that. Sure. It was perfect. It was the best version of that I think I've ever had in America. That's how I feel about it. And I was sitting with some friends who were all knowledgeable about food, and we're like, well, entire meal, I was like, I, I was literally like this, like, what the fuck, man? This is so good. So uh, the fact that other people who liked food yes. were into it, because part of me was like, you just haven't eaten. No, it wasn't just me. It was everybody. Wow. Okay. Damn. It was legit fucking good. In fact, I was like, I got to make a reservation here. Was I got to see if this yeah, is yeah. consistent. So was it, what is it, what's the clientele? Is it busy? Was it like, does it have? See, feels like a lot of people that watch Selling Sunset. Okay. So it is a little sceny, though. It is sceny. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That entire world is inconsequential to me. So, no, it was great. And I I just want to say that I, maybe it's been like that the entire time. Even the chicken satay, which is, I'm going to say it, arguably the greatest dish in the history of American history. Like, American cuisine, right? As a hobby of the palate dish. (laughs) Right up there with the Nobu, rock shrimp tempura, right up there with a lot of great, great dishes. But for Asian American shit, mm-hmm. I love it because it's so fucking expensive. Let me just reiterate. It's like $42 for a quarter of a chicken breast. It's $42? Yeah. Is chickens. it $42? Yeah, it was something like that when yeah. we checked. It was, it was but like he's that. now shaking his head. You know shaking his head at my statements. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... Greatest dishes of America. Wait, whether it's good or bad, that's not what I'm fucking yeah. talking about. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. All right. The fact that they can charge forty two dollars for, for people to happily a eat a quarter of a chicken breast. A thinly sliced chicken breast on a skewer. With peanut satay sauce. Damn. So one chicken breast will set you back $168. It's amazing. I mean, Fucking amazing. And God damn it. God bless you, Mr. Chow's. If you can fucking pull that shit off. It's impressive. Mad respect. But it was fantastic. And I I just thought, huh, maybe there are more restaurants that I've sort of written off that are actually unbelievably good. Or maybe I've just gotten wiser and more mature and, you know, all around. Yeah, you're willing to see excellence everywhere. So that's my one thought. 
my second one is there's an arrow on that opened up on the east side of LA. Oh. I still have not gotten one. I will refuse. No. I've wandered into one. I I guess I didn't know what I was expecting, but it's just like a grocery store. My wife has joined the cult of Erewhon. Is she a smoothie person? I don't even know if she, she is. I don't even know if Erewhon sells the Momofuku products, so I have to be careful about my <laughs> alleged criticism here. Plus, <laughs> I'll never know if they do or not. But, but she, if they do, we love you, Erewhon. <laughs> but she's go. That's her. That's her spot now. Grace is shopping there. I don't. I don't understand it. She's like, you should just buy. Go buy. Go to Erewhon. I'm, I'm. I don't. I'm, I have very few things I can claim to fame anymore. But being able to be in Los Angeles, say I've never been in an Erewhon, that's wonderful. I think that that is a so so. You can say you live in Los Angeles and haven't been in an Erewhon. I was just going to re- comment though. The most Californian thing I've ever seen you do is <laughs> this is a hallmark of Californians only, and this is how I know you're being converted is to feel an earthquake and then just keep on living your day. <laughs> so nothing. No, is happening. no, you know, no. The difference is I lived in Japan. Oh, that's right. There's a lot more fucking earthquakes there, man. <laughs> that's right. That's it was right. A, it's like a daily occurrence. Like, that's okay. right. But like oh, people in earthquake, have you ever been with somebody who's like from a not earthquake place and they experience like a small earthquake? When we first moved to California, there was an earthquake in the east side in the San Gabriel Mountains. Mm-hmm. And that the first day where their fires were here and I was expecting for frogs and toads to fall <laughs> from the sky <laughs> and locusts to swarm. That's what summer. it felt like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the earthquake for us, because we're where we're staying, was like on the fall. It was that that was like the most insane one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was screaming like a little bit. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I liked how cool you kept it with this small one because I you know you'll, you'll be with somebody who comes from who lives in like who's from Chicago. And they'll come and to California. There'll be like a 2.5 earthquake, and they'll be screaming and calling all their friends and saying, "I just survived an earthquake!" And be like, "Dude, I just know just day. to be careful that it might be a tremor that leads to a larger one." Yes, right. A pre three things, if you will. Yeah, that's why I refuse <laughs> to move to the Washington area after reading that New York article. And yeah, that days, thing killed real estate. A Pulitzer. In Washington, it's insane because of that title. That's the only title that should be could have been in the New York Post. That was also in the New Yorker. <laughs> You should end of days earthquake. Holy the, shit. <laughs> the earthquake, July 13th, 2015. The earthquake that will devastate the yeah, Pacific Northwest. Insane. Anyway, my last three things, which is completely change of pace topic. And I'm going to relate this to food. So the Washington commanders are terrible. We're going to arguably maybe be able to draft Drake May if we keep this up. Even though Bill Simmons told me that there's theoretical possibility that the Patriots could still get the second pick in the draft, which would suck. I was so upset because I told him I was so happy. I've been watching all this Drake May fucking YouTube clips. I was like, oh shit, he's going to look good in Burgundy Gold. Anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm looking at the playoff picture for the NFL. And by the way, congrats to the entire Amazon Thursday Night Football team. Amazing season. Honored to be part of it. You got Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins. You got Matt LaFleur from the Packers. You got Kyle Shanahan. And there's another one. Sean McVay of the Rams. Mm -hmm. They were all on the Washington Redskins at the time, now commanders. uh, When Mike Shanahan, Kyle's dad, was the coach. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make this connection to food. And I'm sure there's other parts you could make this connection as well. And everybody that I know that is a Washington fan is like, how did we let these guys go? We, we have Riverboat Ron, Ron Rivera. We have the worst, one of the worst coaching staffs of the NFL. And we just let 
four arguably the top young best head coaches in the NFL. Go be head coaches elsewhere. They were just part of this family tree when we just let them walk. You see this in a lot of different places, whether it's baseball, hockey, sports in general, team, organizations, any corporate structure. You see this in restaurants all the time. Mm-hmm. And we, we mentioned this here and there over the past couple of years about identifying talent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not identifying talent. It's that somebody might be so talented on top that the people that are super talented don't get the recognition or they didn't get the opportunity. Especially, I see this in kitchens quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So you just aren't, you just don't know what's happening, right? You, you're going to let talent through because they never got the chance to show their chops in a certain position. Mm-hmm. Maybe the entremetier cook never made it to meat roast. Maybe the meat roast cook never actually worked on manger at a restaurant. You know, you, you just never see these combination of things, or maybe this person didn't work with this ingredient, or maybe that it's variable of having the AM sous chef work PM unlock something, right? You have all of these different variables that you sort of assemble that can unlock some feature that is possible in any cook. Mm-hmm. It's just laying dormant, like in your DNA. You need something to trigger something for you to actually have this genetic programming to actually work out. And I think that maybe for what happened with this football team is they just never got the opportunity for varieties, or maybe because Daniel Snyder was a horrible head coach, nobody wanted to excel, or whoever, whatever. But as somebody that thinks about restaurants and people that work in restaurants, you just have to remind yourself that the people that you think might be very good in your restaurant, that might be the earmark to be the next generation of greatness, you probably should look again. Because hmm. it may not be the person you think already has all the tools and skill sets. It's They're not the person isn't necessarily a diamond in the rough. That person that you might think that is struggling, that isn't figuring out, it's possible that because they are struggling and because they can't figure out, that might be the reason why they may be successful. I think the quality that you should be looking for in a kitchen is not necessarily talent and if it comes easy to them. Do they have the grit and determination to fail time and time again and to try to learn all the variables and all the perspectives that Failing often does because if you can fail and it sucks to be in the weeds, but if you can get yourself out, you're going to learn way more than somebody that had an easy time working that position or station. So to me, that's the quality that I think is interesting, right? And there's got to be some quality with all of those head coaches. And I've talked to Whitworth about it, uh, about Sean McVay and all these things. So I have some insight of what all of these coaches had that were special. Clearly, they're all intelligent. They're a mixture of all these things. They all come from the Mike Shanahan tree, one of the great coaches of our time. And I kept on thinking like, oh, this has happened in kitchens quite a bit mm-hmm. where you think about the murderer's row of kitchens and you can talk about Aqua in San Francisco in the 90s. You can talk about the opening team French Laundry. You can talk about opening team Millennia. You can talk about opening team WD-50, Cafe Balloon when I was there, Craft, uh, opening team Gramercy Tavern. Like you have these teams and a lot of times the people that are successful aren't the ones that mm-hmm. got earmarked to be successful. It was everyone else. And it's that environment that people are able to work in that they're able to sort of take from mm-hmm. and incorporate into however they want. And clearly whatever happened with this team back then, you had all these great coaches that were assistant coaches at the time. It's something happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think 
a combination of things. I don't know, but I think I see, I've seen that happen a lot. And more often than not, I, I think the, what is a surprise is when you have these moments of great success in the lineage of alumni, to me, it's not the chef de cuisine. It's not the executive sous chef. It's not the top four people. It's usually, you right. know, numbers five through 12. Right. Know? I mean, I, I like that comparison a lot because it's like it, it, you do see this in kitchens where, God, you're not the fastest line cook. You're not the best at anything, but you have determination and this person becomes the, the worst line cook can become the best chef because maybe they are not meant to be the fastest line cook, but they have vision and uh, leadership skills and can oversee the whole picture. And maybe you're not the best linebackers coach or quarterbacks coach or receivers coach. Maybe like that's not the best use uh, of these guys, right? So uh, in a lot of ways, people say, why don't we keep them all? I don't know that that team's better if you just have all those coaches. Do the commander suddenly win the Super Bowl? No, that's not going to happen. But um, a lot of this is time and place, right? And I think about this in sports too, right? Uh, a team that gets drafted, like Patrick Mahomes getting to the Saint, I mean the Chiefs with Alex Smith waiting in the wings for him to develop. Like you're gonna with Jalen, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. If you don't listen to sports or care about sports, all I'm trying to say is you could be going to work in any situation, whatever job that you have. And you don't know what environment it is. You don't know the winning culture. You don't know nothing. And a lot of it is the fit and just the random time that you join an organization, is it going to be beneficial to you? And I think that for cooks, that is so fucking important. Mm -hmm. And like a team, a good team, you're going to have winning seasons and losing seasons. You're going to have players that transfer. You're going to have just this churn that naturally happens. Similar to sort of college football, it's so hard to maintain that consistency because, especially in 2024, cooks have there. It's like NIL in, in college sports. Like cooks can go wherever the fuck they want now. So there's a lot of similarities, I think, with star players in football. They're like, I don't want to fucking be here. I want to go somewhere else. And restaurants and chefs have no choice. And it's given complete freedom to the cooks, just like it is to the players. And you know what? Everyone has to adapt. That's just the way it is. Hmm. I I think that going to a really solid team where there's a legacy and not just a legacy, but you can see that there's something special about a, a group. They're, they're after something in a different way. I would rather people be part of that than just taking the highest paid job they can get, which sucks because, you know, I think you're going to, if you delay your sort of gratification economically, granted it's cooking. So take it with a grain of salt. I think you're going to, you're going to pay dividends. I certainly experienced that when I worked at Kraft, working for all of these people, right? And you may not even think that it was the position that I could benefit from. And what I mean by that is sometimes the fit isn't the traditional thing. For for example, it may not be a, a murderer's row kitchen that is a good time to join. It could be in the time of flux when a lot mm-hmm. of those people have moved on and you have a lot of new people entering and it seems almost chaotic. And maybe the menu's been dialed back because that happens a lot. Not every restaurant, but depending on the execution ability of your kitchen crew, sometimes you're going to make the the offense, the playbook more complicated. Sometimes you're going to simplify it. And that just is what it is, right? You're going to see more ambitious things with a crew that can execute it versus a, a rookie crew that can't. 
I think sometimes if you find the right, and that's why you can't really time it. A lot of it's just as randomness. I think when you join a team that is sort of new, including in an existing restaurant, because this turnover happens, that sometimes is the best time to join too, because Mm -hmm. there's no, this is how you got to do it. Everything's new. You just don't know. You just have to keep an open mind. And, you know, kitchen turnover is real. So, you know, rule of thumb probably would be like, hey, always go to a kitchen where you got like super tight crew and it's really hard to get in. And I'd also argue maybe sometimes it's not a good thing too. So I, I don't know what that is. I just think that. No, but it's, it's, it reminds me, I was, I was listening to Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey talking about this. And like for U.S. players, they were saying for U.S. soccer players, uh, of course, if there's an opportunity to go play in the Premier League or the Bundesliga or the, the most, the shiniest, biggest leagues, they're like, I got to take that opportunity. I got to go there. And, you know, Landon Donovan, a lot of these American players are saying, a lot of ways that stunted your development because now you're not a, you're in the least ideal environment to well, develop. They stunted it because you actually have to be good enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, what I what I'm saying is like you're already good enough to play. But I just mean like different environments to, to like to to match like what you need as a, to, like to develop and not to your point just taking the one that is on its face the shiniest opportunity. It's the place where you think you can learn, and I would say this: the place where you can. Learn things that you would not be able to learn elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, going back to these combinations of things, you just don't know how things will unlock. And nobody does, which is why work experience is so important. And you have no idea. So I I would suggest just stay at a place long enough because you don't know. You're going to learn something whether you realize it or not. And I think about people that are going to be earmarked to be great when I go to a restaurant or whatever, I almost never assume it's the number two in command or number three in command. I, I, I don't know how you're able to identify it, but like if I was like Sam Presti of the Oklahoma City Thunder or something, like he's figured something out. I think for me, I want to find the person that is like mediocre, mm. right? Mm. But they have the awareness. They, they can figure it out. I almost never want somebody that's everything so easy for them I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. But they don't know what it's like to suck. Mediocre, but not lazy. That's what you're looking for. Someone who's, who's struggling. Who's Fucking like grinders. Grinding. Man. Yeah. 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 And I'm pretty sure that's one of the qualities that McVeigh, LaFleur, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. They all have. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. We got an ask, Dave. Hi, Dave. We have a new local restaurant that is very busy and gets lots of great feedback from locals. We have been to the restaurant now two times and have had two very poor experiences. There is no other way to put it. It's just bad food. It's sad to see our community supporting and spending their money in that establishment with below average food. How would you go about rating the restaurant or sharing our views on a neighborhood platform? We want to inform the people that 
there is better food out there. Encourage the restaurant to do better and not come across as assholes and piss off the local community. Well, I don't know. You're kind of an asshole. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's kind of that. You whole, just don't have to go there. I mean, why? What is that? Why is that important to you? Like, if you don't like it, like, I don't like EDM. <laughs> I do not like electronic dance music. But so, but you don't then go on Pitchfork and write negative reviews of EDM well, no, What music. I can do is go on my own platform and make fun of people that do like it. <laughs> I mean, okay. I guess the impulse, just not being an asshole on this, the impulse is this, this restaurant's so busy. Everyone's it's telling sad me to see our community supporting <laughs> and spending their money at an establishment below average food. Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> it's insane. Sorry, I'm not trying to make fun of you. Uh, no, but it's like that impulse. I don't understand why that's sad to see people who are, by the way, they're happy. Do you know how many restaurants that are super busy that people go to that have below average food? I would say that's 99% of all restaurants in America. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's never, I've never like, and maybe there's a great dish that you don't know about that everyone else is ordering. In fact, those are my favorite kinds of restaurants. Right. Also, Except that if those restaurants are not busy. <laughs> also, frankly, if everybody is liking it and you're not, your impulse shouldn't necessarily immediately be, I'm right and everybody else is wrong. Like, we don't know that the food is just oh, bad. Oh, this, this is the one, this is the, the person that all the physicists are talking about. Oh, the perfect palate? No, not the perfect, where the world does revolve around. Oh, that. yes, yes, right. This is Copernicus. Shit. <laughs> This is the anomaly. This is the chosen one. <laughs> okay. Devil's advocate. I, I understand. I joke. We joke. I, I understand the impulse, right? Like you're at a restaurant that everyone has told you is going to be great. And you're eating. You're like, dude, this is, what are you guys talking about? I, I, I'm so upset. It doesn't matter. Why would you share? It, it, to me, it's just like, it's. That's the point. Why? It's just your prerogative. Who cares? If somebody else doesn't want to, like, if somebody asks, you can say like, hey, I had a great meal, but I don't, I, I never tell anybody don't go there. Right. I never say that. No. I, re- I, mean, I won't. I'll be like, they can read it on my face, potentially. Right. But here's the thing. You have to keep your, like, maybe there's something about the restaurant tour. Maybe it's something about the chef. Maybe it just opened up and they're seeing something that you don't see. You cannot judge a restaurant until the first year is really over. And, and, and by the way, this impulse here is is about... Like vengeance or something? Like, what? Who are you mad at in this instance? You're mad at the restaurant, so you want to take it out on the. You want the restaurant to fail because they didn't do, they didn't make you happy. Like that's that's sort of the thing here. Another way of 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 dealing with this is just like not to go. Or you can do what a lot of people do these days. You can vent your frustrations on the thing formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> you can yell all you want on Twitter. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's just the other thing is like, I don't know why people feel this impulse with restaurants because if I go see a bad movie, a movie I didn't enjoy, I'm in no rush to just go make sure nobody else sees it. I'm just kind of like, okay, I, I don't, I, I didn't like that movie. I'm sad I spent the $15. I'm never going to watch that again. You know, I thought Black Adam was one of the fucking worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> but people watched it and it was number one. Yeah, but I I didn't have to tell people you shouldn't go there. Right, you didn't uh, you didn't feel sad the local community was spending their money supporting Black Adam. It was so bad. Yeah, I yeah. So listen, I I've I sat- and I'll be honest. I I finally saw Barbie. I was like, <laughs> I didn't love it. I didn't. Lo- I, I mean, I understood why people would love it, but I didn't. I wasn't gonna be like, no, you shouldn't go. I was like, no, I understood why people would like it, and I, I appreciated it. And I think Greta did a great job, but it wasn't like, 
He got so hyped that I thought it was yeah, going to yeah, make yeah. me weep. Yeah. You yeah. know? I thought I wanted to buy Burbies. <laughs> I wanted to be so moved that I was going to fucking buy a Barbie. This is like when we saw Inside Out and you were like, if I don't cry, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Inside Out was a failure to me. If I'm not crying the first 30 minutes, it doesn't count. So, listen, I, I understand being upset uh, looking around you. I understand the impulse of, God, why are all these people into this? I This, this food sucks, but... Let it stop. Let it die there. Just let it just just bask in your Alley, own superiority and maybe let you're it just go. Uh, not a verified elite Yelper yet. <laughs> then we would listen. Yeah, then we would listen. <laughs> but we joke, we joke. I, honestly, Ali, just take let it, it easy. Let it go. And if you're correct, the cream rises to the top. It'll, it'll yeah, take your money elsewhere to yeah. a, a, a restaurant that you do want to support. Simple. Right, let's take a break. All right, what do we got, you know? All right, fellas. Time for price fixing or culinary battleship. For our listeners, this game takes a, a menu from a restaurant. Dave and Chris will guess the prices of menu items. The one closest to the actual price of the same uh, that menu item wins that round. Okay, so we're going to kick it off with the Wolseley. Our restaurant, our first restaurant is across the pond in Mayfair, London. Uh, Google Maps describes it as an elegant restaurant serving modern European food and afternoon tea with grand art deco glamour. Uh, it, it is iconically like a afternoon tea place. So we're going to kick it off with the Wolseley's afternoon tea service. How much does it actually cost? Take a guess, guys. 38 quid. I've been there. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the conversion? What's the current conversion? 38 yeah, quid. We're going by a dollar. So, oh, shit. Okay. I, I, only, I only think in imperial systems. <laughs> okay. So 38 quid. What is it? Okay. 38 quid is 17 stones. <laughs> You've done a currency to weight conversion. That is the best fucking weight. How much you weigh? Three stone? But they're small stone. Yeah, but like, where did they find, when did it, in the period, like the time period of druids, did they figure out a universal fucking stone? Well, think about this. They they were like, they were like the sailors we were talking about. They have to, they have to have some sort of frame of reference. Like, oh, pizza, it's Friday. Give or take 15 stones, depending on the size. Could be 25. Uh, okay, Mayfair. I take it as like a nice part of London. I've been there. It's You've nice. been to the Wolseley. I have. Been. Have you Wolseley, had this tea Wolseley's service? Fantastic. You've had this tea it's service. A fucking sick restaurant. What's the conversion? I haven't, had, I haven't had tea service, but I've been there. What's the conversion? Forty bucks. It's like thirty-eight bucks. Right, like I think it's. Bucks. I think it's going to be uh, afternoon tea service. Ninety-five. What comes? What, what, what comes with the tea service? All right, so you've got the assorted finger sandwiches, fruit scones with house-made, house-made jam and clotted cream, and a selection of cakes. $85. Right. Mm, I'm going 38 pounds, keeping it 38 pounds. 38 quid. Oh, I'm going to do mine in the old Italian lira. <laughs> <laughs> 85 US dollars. All right. Is it prices right rules or is it closest? Just closest, closest. closest. Okay. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's Dave. <laughs> what is it? Fifty six forty five yeah. in in U.S. dollars. So I'm okay. I'm like at forty three bucks. I'm I mean, you're, bucks. you're laughing. He's like twenty eight dollars off, and I'm thirty two dollars off. Wait, you? No, no, no. He said forty eight dollars, right? He said thirty eight dollars. I said thirty eight dollars. You said thirty eight quid, quid, which I converted. You to said forty bucks. Plus. 
I'm just saying I'm not. I'm well, no, I was talking about the stone. stone. A stone is there. I'm just saying, fucking, this, the, his stone is a little bit heavier. Okay? I was laughing like I haven't even been to the goddamn place. All right, that's yours. All right, all right here we go. The English breakfast. Wait, all so right. it's fifty something dollars for sandwiches, cakes, tea. Well, that was a pretty good deal. I feel like Wolsey's great. It looks so cool, and I love it. It's Damn. cool. Okay. I love it. All right. To me, that's a place that you should try to go to if you're in London. Feels like a real actual British. Because I fucking know London. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. If you find yourself in Mayfair. <laughs> All right, moving on to the English breakfast. A choice of, you know, choice of egg with bacon, sausage, baked beans, tomato, black pudding, and mushroom. How much is an English breakfast in dollars? Guys? In Wolseley. At the Wolseley. English breakfast is 42 pounds. <laughs> what? All in. I still, I still don't know the conversion, so I'm going to try to do this in US <laughs> It's more. <laughs> uh, okay, so the 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 full tea service was fifty six dollars. I'm gonna say this is like less. What did you just say? Forty two pounds. Okay, it's a full English breakfast. Comes with beverage, right? Tea. No tea. does not. No bev. I'm gonna stick to going back down. Thirty eight pounds. Thirty eight <laughs> quid. I'm going back to thirty eight quid. Oh my god. No, thirty eight quid. Okay. okay. I'm gonna say thirty-two then. Chris got quid it. or dollars? Quid or dollars? I'm, I'm dollars, dollars. Quid. <laughs> quid. Chris, if you went dollars, you're off by ninety-two cents. Wow. So, dollars. Thirty-one oh eight. Well done. Okay. Yo. They have prices in oh eight. Oh, he's <laughs> doing the conversion. I'm doing the conversion live as you guys are like it's Thomas talking. Cook over there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. A prawn and avocado cocktail. Prawn and avocado cocktail. So this is a. Uh, Give it to me in dollars. Guys. Is it on? Are these all okay? Sorry, dinner dinner menu. Dinner menu. I'm in. I'm a method actor, and I can't get out of character because I have to think an imperial system of pounds. So over here. I am going to be twenty one quid. I'm prawns and avocado. Prawns and avocado. Well, here's here's my thinking. It's hard to get an avocado in London. <laughs> So I'm going to say 27 US dollars. Wow, that was close. Okay, $27.27. Chris, you're off by 27 cents. Dave, you're off by 55 cents. Avocado (laughs) tariff. Louise, that was close. All right. Um, Two more. Steak frites with the entrecote. So it says Ayrshire 30-day dry-aged. Aberdeen Angus. Um, uh, that's that's a that's Irre- a irrelevant. Fifty four pound. <laughs> Fifty four quid. Fifty four quid. Steak frit. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to figure this restaurant out. Sixty two U S dollars. It's fifty dollars and forty two cents. So, yeah, Chris dialed it in. David yeah, I, dialed Dave, it in. Dave, David, me, no, third no, no. person, me. No, Chris, you came in closest. 50, I said 54 quid. <laughs> that's $68. Oh, shit. You're higher than that's $68. 54 quid is $68. <laughs> you gotta go back to you. What's <laughs> going on, man? Now your, your, your conversion just jumped up. What are you talking about? Jesus. He's uh, following live markets right now. God. Hey, the rate is moving. And finally, just a glass of hot chocolate with whipped cream. Just a. Now I'm reading that chocolate the comes from uh, South America as well. So hold on, let me let me. You've been going first. Let me uh, let me let me do it first, and maybe it'll be helpful. 
Hot chocolate with whipped cream. Single utter whipped cream. <laughs> eight US dollars. Five quid. I think that might be eight US dollars. <laughs> Chris, you got closest. It's actually ten dollars and fifteen cents. Wow. That's some expensive utter cream. Right, fuck you, Wosley. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Round goes to Chris. All right, we're moving to Detroit, Michigan. Okay, bringing back to the States for some Lebanese. Uh, Google Maps describes Layla as a chic eatery serving Lebanese staples such as falafel, meat dishes, and hummus, plus creative cocktails. So, take that information for what you will. Okay. Do you know this place? No, do you know this no, place? No, no idea. Okay. All right, it's in Detroit. So, Layla, hot, me- hot mezza, halloumi, delicata squash, peanut, date syrup, raised cabbage, puff raisin. That was like a hot... Hot appetizer, yeah. Platter yeah. with all of those things. Balloon-y. No, no, just one of those platters. But it has all of the things. It has said. all the things I mentioned. Already. 18 quid. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to dollars, guys. <laughs> no, I think we should stay in quid. <laughs> 18 quid for me. <laughs> all right. $21. Hot as a uh, platter. Uh, what'd you say? 18? Yeah. 21, 21, 21. 21. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 18. Dave got it. It's twenty dollars, so he's off by one. There we go. Once we get past the Meridian timeline, <laughs> I'm fucking money. He's dialing it in. All right, uh, Baba Ganoush. Baba Ganoush. Does it come with? That's a seven dollars, sir. A seven dollar. No, 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 no. It comes with bread. Bread or no bread? Uh, I believe it does. It does come with bread. That's a nine dollar. That's a nine dollar Baba Ganoush. No, that's a twelve twelve dollar Baba Ganoush. <laughs> Shit, Chris, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, it's twelve bucks. I can smell the twelve dollar Baba Ganoush <laughs> from here. Holy mackerel! All right, roasted chicken, half roasted chicken, parsley and red onion salad, yogurt tahini sauce, and pine nuts. Twenty seven dollars. Half chicken with twenty seven dollars. I took me a while to understand what, he, what parsley was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, half chicken. Yeah, entree. you know what? To freaking get the answer. Come on. Uh, twenty-one. Oh, Dave has it. thirty-six. What? What? Yeah. What's this, Mister Chow? <laughs> <laughs> the mixed grill, which is a shish kebab, shish tauk, and shish grill. kofta. Love me a mixed grill. Fifty-four. Wait, what was the chicken? Was the half chicken? Was thirty? Thirty-six. Comes with a half chicken as well. No, no, no half chicken. This is just a mixed grill. So fifty-eight. Forty-three. Dave, you're off by two. Uh, it's 41. Yeah. That's a deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy. It's a good deal, man. Especially and finally, a special ass chicken. We'll do the cocktail round. This you is know, their famous the Lebanita. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the Lebanita. Uh, Blanco tequila, spice pear, almond honey, lemon juice. Just like they make it in Beirut. <laughs> the Lebanita? Yeah, they call it the Lebanita. Oh, yeah, I'm offended so, for multiple cultures. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say 17. 12. It's Chris. All right. So actually, Dave won that round because I think uh, Dave got three. But... That's right. That's right. All right. It's one one. Here we go. Final Detroit. <laughs> What's up? It's eight mile over here. <laughs> and we're taking it to Chris's old stomping grounds in Oakland for Tachaka, a taste of Haiti. So this is a, a Haitian restaurant. In- Tachaka, like Black Panther's dad? Uh, I don't think that's he what was the top T'Chaka, not he's, the dad. No, he's T'Challa. Oh shit! T'challa, yeah. I think it's T'Chaka is his dad. Oh. I hope I didn't say something insanely <laughs> offensive just now. No, it's his dad, T'Chaka. That's right. 
I don't know if that's where it's from, though. But uh, all right. So it's a Haitian restaurant in Oakland. Creole oxtails. This hearty and savory preparation features tender oxtail meat that has been slow cooked with carrots and butter beans to perfection, served with rice and beans and plantains. How much are the Creole oxtails? Oxtails are expensive for everybody. It's a $37 dish. 24 Chris, that one goes to you. It's $29. All right. It's a good deal for oxtails. That's okay. not fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Grio, also known as uh, Grio, <laughs> is a beloved and iconic Haitian dish that features succulent and crispy chunks of fried pork served with rice and beans and plantains. This is it an entree? Yes. Grio. On th- one, three, two, one. 25. 16. <laughs> <laughs> Having to count down confused you with the numbers. <laughs> no, no one has ever had to say three, two, one, sixteen before. <laughs> sixteen. Chris, you got it. It's twenty six dollars. So Chris is off by one. Oh, I'm dialing. Dave, right you now. need three in a row here to to bring up the whole thing. So, all right, whole snapper, fried snapper, known as poisson free in Haitian cuisine. Poisson. Yeah, that's right. D'accord. Mouth watering dish that highlights D'accord. the. <laughs> You know, Dakar. I'll never forget working at a cafe, but I was like, What the fuck is everyone saying? They're all going to Dakar, 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 Poisson Fleet. Oh, god, okay, fried snapper, dinner, whole snapper. How much are we talking, guys? 31, 28. Mm, Dave's gonna get this. Chris sealed it. All right. <gasps> It's what was it? Forty one dollars for the forty one. Yeah. God, I flamed out like the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, you gave people hope, and then prediction for twenty twenty four: Los Angeles Dodgers missed the playoffs. <laughs> just doing that because he lost. <laughs> <laughs> missed the playoffs is a big prediction, <laughs> and no one got injured. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, uh, we, we are under the gun. We got to leave. Give us five stars. 